This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, welcome to another episode of Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitzmaurice. What a time to be alive, what a time to be a red. I'm joined by, well, I've got top drawing, quite frankly. Couldn't have, couldn't have. As Liverpool is at its peak squad powers, so is Poetry in Motion. On my right-hand side <laughs> is a young man who never fails to impress me. <laughs> he hasn't done much clothing-wise today, though. What's happened there, Joe? It's a bit of a bank holiday club, isn't it? Just on Friday, isn't it? Good just Friday. Just down Friday, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's just, if that's, yeah. that's reaching into the washing basket, sniffing the armpit, putting yeah. it on, isn't it, that one? It's Joe Rimmer. How are you, Joe? Thanks very much. I'm, I'm, I was good until you took me apart there. You know my compliments always come with a little bit yeah. of a stab at the end yeah. of it. Yeah. On my left-hand side, what do you say about this fella? God, what he hasn't done. He's going to Leeds. Leeds He's going to Barca via Leeds. Yeah. That's all you have to know about the commitment of this man. It is James Pearce. How are you, Pearcey? Good to see you, Fitz. Are you okay? Do you know what? I am a happy man. Just in general. Is there a red around who isn't a happy person at the moment? I mean, what? A, we'll, we'll, we'll start with... Yeah. Let's start with um, uh, the Chelsea game. For many... For many of us, really saying that that was the biggest test. I mean, they're all tests, of course, but the biggest clear-cut test of Liverpool's credentials so far and putting pressure on Man City uh, was that Chelsea game. Uh, started off with Chelsea doing the usual, you know, ten behind the ball kind of thing. Yeah. But boy, that second half did we did we deliver? James Pierce just just explain to me what happened <laughs> that second half. I think it's spot on. I think for me that was the biggest win of the season and, and the most impressive. In terms, you know, there's been so many remarkable triumphs over the course of the season and so many times when this team have surprised us. But I think in terms of a one-off game, in terms of dealing with pressure and so, so much riding on it, that was a performance that absolutely blew me away because especially with all the talk and the build-up about 2014 and, you know, and, and you know, I know Klopp was, was funny at Melwood in the build-up to the game saying, you know, I hadn't even thought for one second about 2014 before any of you started <laughs> questioning me. Um, and, you know, and he wasn't having it. But it was bound to be a talking point because the, the scenarios were so similar in terms of it was Chelsea again trying to spoil the party, Liverpool going for the title. But the contrast between how this Liverpool team handled the occasion compared to the one five years ago where, you know, of course, the, the slip was like, you know, one of those freak things that happens. But it was it was more Liverpool couldn't react to that setback yeah. five years ago. This team are just made of sterner stuff. The resilience they showed, you know, you're right, Chelsea... I thought they did really well first half, really frustrated Liverpool. But then second half, Liverpool just raised the bar and blew them away. And, um, you know, that the Salah goal, you know, I hadn't... The noise around Anfield just after that was just absolutely sensational. You know, I, well, it was a mix of of, of 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 sheer delight, but a bit of awe and wonder as well, wasn't yeah, it, to it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, because I think it was... You know, I, I can't remember seeing too many goals better than that at Anfield, just... For like that, it's just that that moment in there, that split second before you hear the roar of, oh my god, has that really just happened? You know, because he's, when he cuts in off the right, you're thinking it's not even a half chance, is it? And then you know, I mean, when you spin it back from that, his the 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 nonchalant way he brings a fifty yard pass from, from, from the <laughs> stratosphere, pinged it out to him, didn't pinged he? it out to him, and he just. It was the most nonchalant bringing down of a ball I've ever seen in my life. It was ridiculous. He took everything out of it and then it got him to move on. Coming to you, Joe, how much of that goal do you think, how much of that Southampton Salah goal do you think clicked him into place? Because, you know, he still has a phenomenal season because he's a phenomenal player, but we've all talked about how much he's just not quite, just not quite clicking. One turn too many, slipping. Yeah. Just a, How much is that Southampton goal? Because we all had our hearts in our mouths with that Southampton goal. And let's honest. Let's be honest. Most of us are probably saying, "Pass it, pass it, pass it" to Firmino. 
he smashes that ball in the net. How much of that do you think he's has has cleared his head a little bit now? Because since then he's just gone on from strength to strength, hasn't he? I think it was a massive goal for him. I think he needed it probably more than we even realised. He'd been a little bit hesitant, hadn't he? Taking the extra touch, perhaps choosing when he should pass and, and blazing them over the bar quite a bit and, as well. Yeah, and 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 just doing a little bit too much. And with Salah, he's he's at his best when it's just coming naturally, mm-hmm. isn't he? And and I think that goal just settled him down and. You wouldn't be surprised if he scores in every game from mm. now to the end of the season. He's that sort of player, isn't he? So it, it was a massive goal. And, and the Chelsea results, I, ca- I can't look at it without looking at those three games as a, as a trio. Because I, I think if you'd gone back uh, three weeks and asked me, do you think they'll win against Tottenham, Southampton and Chelsea consecutively? I, I, I think I don't think I'd have said yes. I think I expected something like seven points or perhaps even six. I just thought one of those games would trip them up. And to come out of it with three wins and three... Dogged, dogged and hard-fought yeah, yeah, wins you know, as well. A last minute against Tottenham yeah. when they've been outplayed for large periods of it. Away, a tricky away test at Southampton when they, they had to, to leave it late. And then a really mature, controlling performance against Chelsea. It, that, they, are, they are the marks of champions. So it, it was massive. It feels really big now. And, and I think if City now do come come through these next few fixtures and they win the league then fair play to them but yeah. there must be a lot of pressure on them now. I mean I think I think Percy as well I think you know look we would we would there's no doubt we'd be gutted if we if we get this close and don't win it but do you find because I'm finding it that there is such a feeling of 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 satisfaction with Liverpool fans about how this season's gone that there will be a moment where we go alright that didn't work for us we didn't win that City have done what they've had to do because let's face it you can't but tip your hat at any team that has gone overhaul Liverpool in this league but the feeling is so we're on such a high now but just because of the, the team we have yeah, you know like you say we had a slip Steven Gerrard slipped last time but I guarantee you, Denver Bar would have been would, would have been taken out by Van Dijk. He would have been there. <laughs> it's just that feeling, isn't it? There's that feeling that we have such a security at the back now, such a, a, a strength of mind, strength of character, and then all these little elements fitting into place. You know, Fabinho has been a revelation. Now Naby Keita is starting to click. Henderson in this forward role, it's it's almost like we're, we're now moving into top gear. Yeah, uh, you know the, the squad looks so strong, doesn't it? At the moment, you know you're talking at a, a time of the season where traditionally squads are depleted. You know, fatigue is is uh, is having an, an effect, and players are, are feeling the pace of the season. But this Liverpool team just seemed to be getting stronger and stronger. And you know, Porto the other night was the perfect example of that. When you think of the impact the subs had in that game, with you know, bringing on Firmino, he was sensational. Second half, Henderson. You know, what an unbelievable kind of spring resurgence we've seen from him since we've been let off the leash a little bit. And then, you know, Joe Gomez, you know, yeah. you think a player who I think some people maybe forget just how good he was in the first half of the season. Him and Van Dyke were, you know, I don't think there was a, certainly wasn't a better centre-back combination in the Premier League. And now suddenly he's fit and competing for, for a place. So, you know, Klopp's got a massive headache just trying to pick 18 for the for, the, for the Cardiff at the weekend. And... And all of that helps just keep standards so high, doesn't it? Because, yeah. you know, nobody can rest on their laurels. You know, it also means he doesn't need to go down the road of playing people that aren't 100%. You know, he can freshen it up. I mean, brilliant the other night, the fact he was able to freshen up the midfield. I'm sure he'll do the same at Cardiff on the weekend. You know, I'm sure we'll see Cater and Henderson come back in. You know, Firmino only played 45. Um, yeah, it's just, I think, I think you're right. There's almost that feeling around at the moment that, you know, almost like, what will be will be with the title race. Liverpool, yeah. you, they can't do any more, can they? No. You know, I, I fully expect Liverpool now to kick on and get 97 points. And yeah, there is a chance that might not be enough. And 
I think Klopp kind of touched upon it after the Chelsea game because he said, didn't he? He said, you know, we'll be. He said, if we get ninety-seven points and don't win it, he said there will be some idiots who'll go, ah, but so that draw home to Leicester's yeah, cost yeah, you. Yeah, it was and, really pointed. He really wanted yeah. to make that point, yeah. didn't he? And, and he made it very, very well. Yeah, he did. And you know, he's he's absolutely spot on. You know, it's um, you can't it's, analyse particular moments in this extraordinary no. season or any. You just have to get to the end and see where you are. Yeah, it's one game all season. You can't. Yeah, if they finish with ninety-seven yeah. points. They deserve nothing but praise. Yeah. Nothing but and praise. even that one defeat, what was it, eleven millimeters yeah. Yeah. that yeah. that ball was from crossing yeah. the line and then you, know. you can do that. You can do that till you blue in the face, can't you? You've yeah. just got to accept that this, for me anyway, it's an extraordinary team. It's it's a it's a it's a sense of morale that they have as well. They're really enjoying the football as well. They're really enjoying it. They believe in each other. There's such a high confidence and skill factor. I mean, leaving Chelsea to one side, if you ever get a chance to watch Salah's goal with the theme music of Titanic behind it, <laughs> yes, it, is, yes. it is a joy to behold. <laughs> uh, but that's Salah pushing on with, with strikes like that. The game management of it, I mean, there was that moment, we had we had 10 minutes, didn't we? 10 or 15 minutes where uh, Sari put, you know, put Hazard arguably where he should be in the first yeah. place. Um and then we had that moment, didn't we? There was with a couple of times. The keeper did really well, I think, to 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 come out and make him hit the post in that in that first one. Um, second one, he missed hit slightly, but it could have easily been. It just shows you how this season is going. It could have easily been two two within ten minutes of us taking a two 0 lead. Putting the Chelsea results to one side, then and looking at uh, and pushing on for the second leg against Porto. Again, another masterclass in. Uh, there was, you know, the first half there were moments there, Joe. I think where we we gave the way ball away quite sloppily. Yeah. But doesn't that is that testament to you the fact that then they can do that because there's still that solidity behind them? Exactly, and I think anyone watching that game, Porto were having a little go, but I don't, I don't think anyone would have been sitting at home or in Portugal thinking oh, we we could concede a couple here and go out. It, it was Liverpool always felt like they could just change gear. And, and go and score a couple of goals, and then when they wanted to, they did, and they, they almost let Porto have their little go. Let them. Punch, it's almost like the, it's like a boxer letting them yeah, punch yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and then and then the second rope half, dope. they just they just ran ragged. So it it was a really mature performance, and it I think it's a testament for, to how far Liverpool have come that after these quarterfinals, Liverpool are almost being overlooked now. It's it, everyone's talking about Barcelona beating United. Everyone's talking about. The amazing City Tottenham game. Everyone's talking about Ajax being surprise packages, but no one's really talking about no. Liverpool, and and it's a bit unfair, really, because you think back to when Klopp took over, it was only what four years ago, and and they were so far adrift, so so far adrift that the sides, Man City were a million miles ahead, Tottenham were further ahead in their development, um, United were ahead of them, Chelsea were ahead of them, Arsenal were even ahead of them, and and he's come in and. Slowly but surely, fixed every part yeah. of that team. It was Thursday night. Team. It was Thursday night European football, wasn't yeah. it for us? Channel yeah. Five, you know. That yeah. kind of if they were lucky. Yeah, it's easy to become blasé about it, yeah. isn't it? Because you forget. Like, I was it really in, is. I was really in. Is. I was in Porto for the last sixteen game last season, and I remember right. And then that was Liverpool's first knockout tie in the Champions League for nine years. That's extraordinary. Like, yeah. like for, and, and now we're talking. It's only fourteen months on. And, and we've been yes. to one final, and we're in the semis again. Yeah. It's where do you put it down to, lads? Because because there are, there, are, there are, obviously there's the Klopp factor himself and, and what he instills in players. But what it's easy to overlook is the buys have been extraordinary, haven't they? Yeah, the buys have been pinpoint, and and you know touch wood, not one really that you can go shouldn't have gone for him. Naby Keita finally because we've talked about this in previous pods. The guy is finally, you know, he's had injuries. He's had times he had to try and adapt. He's starting to come into his own now. Starting his first leg against Porto was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. And you look at all of the the buys Klopp has made. I think the only one you could point to and say 
he didn't succeed would be Loris Carriers, but we're talking about a yeah. four million pound yeah. signing, which you know absolute peanuts in. in and there's still football. time for that kid, <laughs> <laughs> just not in Liverpool. No. Um, but yeah, and you know, Cater. I think you know the fact that there's been so many other players who have just needed a bit of time. I, th- I think that you know people have been patient with him because there have, we have seen flashes of brilliance from at different points of the season and then and then now you can see he's got his confidence back mm. hasn't he you know you, you you see him demanding the ball and surging forward that first Chelsea. pull forward he always does is great yeah. he seems to just cut the grass down mm. doesn't he yeah goal. and I think I wasn't surprised the club didn't play him in Porto in midweek because I just think the type with the scenario of the tie I think Cater is very much one of those players who breaks lines and yeah. is creative and can make stuff happen you know, I still think Klopp has got doubts about him maybe in terms of his work off the ball at times defensively concentration um, levels I think sometimes yeah, sometimes with tracking runners yeah. and that kind of thing and so I think on a night where Liverpool didn't need to go chasing the game it made sense to just go for solidity and experience in there but yeah, he's, you know, he's given Liverpool's midfield another dimension with his performances in recent weeks. And also, Joe, I think if he can be commended for nothing else from the fact that he's made Jordan Henderson go, oh, hello, I'm on the bench here and I'm the captain. I better start playing. And boy, has that kid kicked on. And, and credit to both Henderson and, and Klopp yeah. for having a sensible conversation and saying, is there another way for me? And, and I mean, I th- he could be the difference, couldn't he, in, in terms of the energy that he's got? He, he ran Chelsea ragged. He, he gave Porto a hard time when he came on. Uh, he gave Southampton a really hard time because he's, he's so energetic and so fit. And so committed, and I so think, committed, that pushes yeah. him that extra. Yeah. And he's almost... He's a bit like a... He, Milner's very similar, isn't he, in the way that he plays? And he's a bit like a younger Milner with a bit more energy levels, which is saying a lot. And, and uh, yeah, he's just been extraordinary. And if he can get a couple of goals as well... I mean, he's like a, a new player, isn't he? He's like a new signing. I know it's a cliche. But yeah, I don't think, just going back to the whole transfers thing, I don't think there's a manager. I, I don't think I'm exaggerating here, but if you go through, in Premier League history, is there a manager with a better hit rate in the transfer market than, than Jürgen Klopp? No. He, he, doesn't, he just doesn't seem to get things wrong. And every single time he's identified a position, whether you go back to Mane in his first summer and Wijnaldum and then Salah, then the, the recent ones of, of Van Dijk and, and, and Alisson, it's every single time even the, the cheaper ones like Robertson he's got it right he's got it right he's got it right he does his homework he he's trusts patience isn't he as well that's the thing that's, yeah, that's patient. In... he doesn't ever listen to the clamour does he there's been no. so no. many times in the last three and a half years where you know you think when, when Marnie went off to the Africa Cup of Nations go and buy, just go and buy someone anyone mm. he didn't you know, go and buy a left back he didn't I'll play James mm. Milner there for a season you know, there's been so many. You know, Van Dyke when that fell yeah. through in the summer. Goalkeeper. Where's your plan B? The goalie stuck to his guns, got exactly what he wanted, rather than dropping down the list and getting someone inferior. And and, and like the other thing with his buying record is his net spend is about 100 million. Which when you think of the squad he inherited to what it is now, that's absolutely. You know, you t- you t- what's that? Like we're coming up to not far off four years since mm-hmm. he came to Liverpool. So you're 25, 20, million, 25 million. million. That's yeah. extraordinary. Net I mean, we used to spend yeah. that on useless players, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, well, that, and that was that was the problem. Liverpool couldn't. Liverpool weren't in a position where they could attract the best. Now they've got, you know, they're up. You know, if you were like, even this season, in terms of going on to this summer, what an advert this season has been for any top class player. Yeah. Think, you know, who would not want to be a part of this? When you look at what Klopp's created, you know, that is, it's like the perfect advert, isn't it? For you know, I know Klopp said that he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not planning on spending massively this summer, but he's still going to need to plug gaps with certain players leaving on freeze and all the rest of it. And um, yeah, is you know, even even selling Coutinho when you think, you know, that that was a big gamble in itself, didn't replace him, yet Liverpool end up in the Champions League final. And then, you know, we're in a position now, we're effectively selling Coutinho, we've paid for 
Van Dyke and Allison. And, and I don't think anyone would, would argue with the wisdom of, of that business. Ended up being very shrewd business. I must just say as well, we're talking back to one of the signings, one of the highlights of the Chelsea game for me, other than the results, other than Salah's goal, it has to be the Fabino shoulder pass. <laughs> it's just, just a moment of class, was it? No, nonchalantly just shoulder passing it. To, just before the first goal that yeah, as well. Was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, a beautiful bit of play, but it's just, again, it just highlights how, in, how much they're enjoying the football. Yeah, and how much he's grown in stature as well, Fabino, because you think... I mean, he had a, a pretty torrid first few months of the season, didn't he? And you know, he, I think he struggled to adapt to the different pace of the English game and the different style that he was used to. And I, I love that. I love the other thing I love from him last Sunday was was that challenge he put in on Hazard early on, oh. which was you know, absolutely. He did a nose clearing thing over him as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, like, and he gestured, didn't he, as if like get up, get up. Yeah. And, and he, you know, he's and you know, it was interesting listening to Henderson when he stopped to give an interview last week about his chat with Klopp saying. That one of the big reasons why he'd had that chat with Klopp is he was watching Fabino and going, well, you know, you, you've like mastered that role. You know, yeah, like, yeah I've, I've what done. What can I possibly yeah, do to that? I've done my that, best yeah. in that position where it's not particularly, it's not really me, but I've done, sacrificed myself for the team for the last couple of years. But now we've got a player. And he said, you know, that's what he's done all his career. He, you know, he, and, and that was one of the reasons why he felt the need to go and knock on Klopp's door and say, look, can we have a chat about things? And, I think he's spot on because Fabino has been, you know, absolutely immense second half of the season. A revelation. Also, must must just we say something. Just two more examples of, of great man management from Klopp, though, isn't it? Yeah. Again, a guy who had a slow start, Fabinho, but he, he used him well. He never rushed him. He didn't obviously wouldn't write him off, but never did that. And, and he just got him into the team, and eventually you, you reap the benefits. He's done it so many times with so many different types of players, and and. Given guys reinvented Milner a couple of times, now it seems to be reinventing Henderson, having reinvented him in the first place. So it it is extraordinary again how well he handles players. Well, one thing I I enjoy watching as well is how much the big, if you call big stars, it's the team of stars for my for my liking. But if you talk about the salad and the manis, how their work rate getting back and Bobby Firmino, of course. I mean those three, as well as being lethal and 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 feared around world football, their work rate getting back is extraordinary. There's been moments when Salah's took the ball from Andy Robertson or backed him up and took it, and Manny the same, and Firmino. You know they're not just they're not just standing there waiting for the ball to drop over the shoulder, are they? They're, they're working. They're, they're, they've got the whole clock philosophy. Yeah, and that, and that is quite rare, isn't it? Because when you think, I think about when PSG came to Anfield early on in the season, and obviously they you know, th- they've got an unbelievable front line as well. But the, the massive contrast between theirs and Liverpool's is that Liverpool's are actually prepared to work. Yeah, and you it's know, a bit like watching like, the Echoes front line. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite stationary. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you know, they, they, usually, you know, you get players of that caliber who only go one way. Really, mm. they're only interested in that. But you're absolutely spot on. The, the three of them, the, the work they get through. You know, it is quite a rarity to have attacking players that gifted who will actually graft yeah. as much as they do. I mean, there was that great moment when I think it was it the first against Porto where, where Salah was back playing left back, yeah. dis, dispossessing one of their players on the edge of his own penalty yeah. box. And you know, the raw wasn't that different to a, to a goal going in. It was the Mane know, tackle at Southampton. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just an unbelievable yeah. tackle. And even for Firmino the other night in the second yeah. leg in Porto, yeah, I mean, it was that in the build up to. That was in the, the, the second the, goal. The Trent Trent pass, the Trent pass for, the, which which was the weight on slide rule. Yeah, that one. You know, until I watched it again, like because we had no replays on, the, there was no screens in the stadium to. So I hadn't appreciated just how good that Trent pass was as well. But made yeah. even better by the fact that the defender launched himself <laughs> yeah, to try yeah, and get yeah. to him. It kept him didn't, interested, didn't yeah, he? And it like, didn't quite. It made him look like more, even more of an extraordinary pass that was. Yeah, but you know, it all comes back to this like this unit that Klopp has built where. 
you know there are no egos there's you know it's not you don't pander to individuals they're you know, they've all just completely bought into this like team ethos that he's created and you know is carrying Liverpool on towards you know, what we all hope will be a a, a a massive last few weeks of the season and even if it isn't what a ride we're on what a ride we're on if the, it, no more indication of just how much a, a buoyant uh, kind of morale there is within the players just if you get a chance on social media uh, click on the, uh, the, the the little behind the scenes thing they did with the photo shoot for the new kit we have to mention new kits as well new balance They've got it right with kits, haven't they? There's every time. Every single time. It's going to be a shame. They're talking about being on the verge of this massive Nike, so you're going to imagine some big swoosh <laughs> and uh, and God knows what with the next kits. Obviously, financially, if it's bringing more to the club than we have to look at, but New Balance's kits have been subtle. And Alison gone... loves the fabric, doesn't he? Uh, well, we had, we had a little laugh. We had a little laugh on Twitter the other day, me and Joe, because uh, it, 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 there was a great echo piece and it was clearly will you sign. Do you mind saying that? Um, I've had it loads of times. Let's have a look at the quote. Now. The it's quote is fantastic. I was reading it on the website going, there is no way in a million years. I mean, you suggesting the press releases don't always include yeah, it, 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 it's correct just, quotes. If you try and find it, it is, it it is, is mighty, a, it is fabulous. It is quote, mighty special. But, but, they're, but they're lovely. And of course, this uh, 100, 100 uh, years, uh, Bob Paisley's birthday would have been 100 this year. So, the, so there's a special thing for the new kit. They've got Bob Paisley's, they've got Bob Paisley's uh, signature in the inside collar and that lovely little pinstripe harking back to when he was in charge. It's a great quote from from Alison, I hope I get the accent right. Uh, I'm inc- incredibly impressed by the style of this season's goalkeeper jersey. Uh, it will really stand out on the pitch, and I will, and it will look great alongside the home kit. Thanks for that one, Alison. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling the 19 year old girl called Alison wrote that one, and not the goalkeeper. Can you imagine him just like, Can I just say? Can I just, can I just have a word? I'm, I'm especially impressed by the uh, by the stitching. Um, no, it is great, and yet another yet another thing. If you if you go on on on. Uh, on any kind of social media or YouTube and type in Alex it's Oxley Chamberlain who is who was taken again bit of a joker but it's great to see I love anything like that there's one thing I cannot stand seeing and of course that's come out this week as well is Mo Salah wants to leave all that kind of nonsense no. I had an argument with Klopp and it's it's a wind up that you don't need on a time like this because it's it's you know it's peeing on your bonfire um and it's nice to see these little online things where Chamberlain's doing all the photographs and asking about and stuff because it's just it's the team unit. Yeah, yeah. And it, well, you mentioned the Salah thing. I think, I mean, it's just a very cynical, stupid attempt to try and un- unsettle a, a player and a team that's flying on the on the on what was it the, on the day of a game. I think you know, Liverpool dismissed it as laughable, and then obviously his agent um, did, did did the same. Really, I mean, you know, AS is a is a basically a Real Madrid mouthpiece, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, you know, I think uh, I think it just shows two thirds how... of the word ass, isn't it? So <laughs> yes. there you go. Yeah, I think it just shows how this Liverpool team have have got people a bit rattled, to be honest. Yeah. And the the reality is that Liverpool have got absolutely no concerns about losing anyone this summer that they want to keep. I think that's a mark as well of just how far they've come under Klopp. You know, I remember when he first came in, he talked then about wanting to make Liverpool. You know, a, de- a final destination that players wanted to commit the best years to their career with, not just a, a stepping stone, which is what Liverpool was to to Suarez and Mascherano and Alonso and and all the rest of it. Um, and you know, he's gone a long way to doing that, hasn't he? Because you, you know, you look at it. Why why would anyone even think about leaving Liverpool at the well, moment? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I, in fact, I said exactly the same thing because one of my kids turned out to me because it does get to the kids. Yeah, and one yeah. of my kids turned out he's not going as his dad, and and I was we were watching, just happened to be watching. Uh, uh, Granada reports last night just showing the, the you know the diverse re- um, results between Liverpool and City, and it showed the City goal. I think it was uh, Firmino's header, 
and they're all jumping all over each other. And I said to me, lad, exactly the same thing. Why would you want to leave that? I mean, yeah. this is something spe- very, very special. Yeah, and, and, and those, especially the front three. I mean, they've all, you know, Liverpool couldn't be in a stronger position with any of them, could they? They've all signed new five-year contracts in the last in the last twelve months. And you know, the, the bottom line is, top players they want to earn a lot of money and they want to challenge for the biggest trophies. And Liverpool tick both those boxes. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And also, because there is, I mean, there is talk of brand coming and they're looking at people like that, but one of the things you touched on before about buying new players, you get to the point where you think, we don't really want any new players because we don't want to unsettle what we've got. It's, it seems like such a, a fluid motion at the moment that you wouldn't want anything to, 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 to disturb it. Definitely, and I think that's why new signings need to be kept to a minimum in the summer. And, I, it, they are and you've got difficult... the likes of Brewster and that yeah, coming up who, yeah, who, yeah, want, yeah. who want to... I think the future might lie, sorry, Joe, with the immediate future being these youth players wanting to be a yeah. part of what they can see. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they need any more than three in the yeah. summer. I, th- I think they need a backup goalkeeper, a left-back and perhaps another attacker. Um, and, and that's it. And it, they are in a difficult position. I think we've spoken about it before where you, you've got to try and tempt the player now that won't necessarily play every week, but that is of the required quality to, to compete for a place in the team. But they have got some cracking young players and and it is such a settled squad. They've got some great midfielders. We've, we've been the whole season without someone as good as Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Kate has only just found this feat. So, you know... I, yeah, I, there's I was, another sign in there with Chamberlain. We keep <laughs> mentioning that, don't we? He's almost a forgotten man. Yeah. Not with us, but he but he, he's going to want to make an impact when he gets back on that pitch. Exactly. And, and once, once he's got a pre-season under his belt... You know, he will, it's a cliche again, he will be like a new signing. So I was speaking to a mate and, it, you know, we were thinking about next season. Think if, if, they, if they do miss out on the title, Liverpool are well positioned to, to have another real good go because you look at the, the rivals, Man United are starting from scratch. Chelsea have got a transfer ban. Arsenal, again, really starting from scratch. And, and Tottenham, well, I, I just don't see how much better they can get. So... In that respect, Liverpool are really well equipped to, to have another real go, and I can can only see them getting better. You can't see them falling apart because they they won't lose big players, and they're not they're not having to sign any big positions in the summer. Well, talking about you know getting to the business end of the season now, and then you look at the City Tottenham result the other night, and I actually City had scored. I was watching Liverpool game. City had scored that concert, you know the the VAR disallowed goal, but at the time it hadn't been. And I got up and I, and I was in the kitchen. And I was thinking. Uh, actually, you know what? I want City to win because I want them to carry on in the cup, so it takes yeah. more games off them. And then I come back in and I said, "No, actually, I'm, I'd rather City won." And my son said, Are "You sure, Dad?" And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because it's been disallowed. They're out." And I went, "Oh!" And then I and then I had a little rethink and I thought, actually, imagine how they would have felt coming in after snatching that because you could see the, how pumped up they were, and then kicking on maybe. Whereas now you've got that feeling of they've just got walloped out of that they've got to play them again psychologically could, could have played into our hands really nicely yeah I, do you know what I had exactly the same kind of debate in my own head the other night thinking and I, I still can't really work out which I'd rather I think like you I initially I thought I definitely wanted them to go through just because I think you, you want their schedule to be cluttered you don't want them to have you know a, a decent amount of time to prepare for the games they've got left but then yeah the other side of it is how do they deal with that and they've still got an FA Cup to contend. Yeah, I mean they're in the worst way to, to you know. You, you think like, like I know, been a little, like it was actually quite funny to watch watch it back last night because I, I I didn't see it at the time. But that that's the thing with VAR, isn't it? To, to go through all that emotion, 
Yeah. <laughs> to, for so long yeah. to think that you've done it, you know, we're, you know, in the in the best part. And you're, you're right. You know, the 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 kick on that would give you for the rest of the season. You know, to to win a game in that manner. And then the absolute heartbreak of realizing that it's been referred to VAR, yeah. and then it's been disallowed. I mean, I, I saw you mentioned about the local news. I saw a video that was doing the rounds on Twitter yesterday, where a City fan had obviously left as soon as the goal had gone in, <laughs> wow. and he and he thought they would gone through. So that so stopped by the interviewer. He was he, shouldn't he, laugh. He, <laughs> No, fool him, no fool. You, Walking out this yeah. second. Yeah. <laughs> the interviewer said to him, didn't he? You must be absolutely devastated. He went, devastated, but we just got through. He went, it's been disallowed. That's disallowed. Brilliant. That's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But, um, if, I ever, if I ever had a racehorse, I'd call it Aguero's Chunky Ass. I think that would be the name of, of the... If anyone's going to call a racehorse that, I would put money on it. Yeah, I, so it is going to be intriguing to see how it does go on Saturday afternoon. When the, you know, Psychologically, it must be a bit of a blow, that. Yeah, but, but then the other side of it is... What the top, like, yeah. If you're Tottenham, you've had that absolute yeah. emotional high. Are, are you really, you know, and with, with their squad being relatively threadbare mm. in comparison, you know, Guardiola could make five, six, seven changes and City would still have an unbelievable lineup. Uh, Pochettino can't do that. So I think a lot of it will hinge on whether Tottenham are able to get anywhere close to, to that again or whether. You know, it's a bit like you know after the Lord Mayor's show for them, but hopefully they'll surprise us. Hopefully, but if not, I think we've I think we've all been saying for the last few weeks now that the the the, the game that's going to contest it more than any other is the is the United game at Old Trafford. But now United have more to play for. It's lovely how these things seem to the planets seem to align because I've had lots of Man United fans, Joe, saying, "Oh, we passed that. No, let City <laughs> let City win this. We don't want to." Yeah. Well, they can't now because they're outside the top four, so it means a lot to them. Yeah, and and for Tottenham as well, you know, Tottenham. I know they'll have they've had that emotional high, and I do have the same worries as James. I think as a squad they're quite thin, and they'll they'll be absolutely shattered, won't they? But then there's no guarantee they'll be in the top four, so they've got to go for it. So the next two games, I've got a little feeling City could be absolutely shattered by that. I, I think because, the, I think they could be. If you think back to the slip and, and that game, and you think afterwards the the mindset of not just the, the fans but surely the players. It, it spilled into Crystal mm, Palace, didn't yeah. it? And, and after that, there was up. a meltdown at Crystal yeah. Palace and it just felt like the, the 10 days or whatever it was from hell for Liverpool and everything going wrong. And there's a, I've got a little feeling, you never know, the next week or so could just be the 10 days from hell for, for um, City and everything could go wrong for them. And that would just... That, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, maybe that's me dreaming, but you, ne- you never it's, know. It's, and these things can... They can have a bigger. There can't be a better way. There can't be a better time to face City than just after beating City. Surely, yeah. you know, if this is five weeks down the line, then they've had time to get over it. But they've just come off the pitch after knocking them out the Champions League when no one gave them a hope. Yeah, I mean, and you also you think about the Christmas time when City did have that wobble. They actually had a couple of wobbles back to back, didn't they? Before they regained their, you know, they got back in their stride again. What was it? Palace and then Leicester, yeah. wasn't it, in quick succession? So Kyle Walker's, I think, was another injury they've picked yeah. up, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave's written a piece today. Apparently, when they do have these wobbles, they, they tend to have them in bunches and they have a few games and then they click out of it. So you never know. It might it might repeat itself again. Um, There's no worse way to lose a game. Oh. So of the of the remaining fixtures Liverpool's got, obviously, you know, you, you, you couldn't have really picked a better running, I suppose, could you? But... Do you see, where do you see any, if if any slip-ups at all, where do you see the hardest games being? Are you looking at Newcastle away there, Wolves last game of the season, but we're unbeaten in two years in Anfield, in between that? I mean, Cardiff, obviously, beat Brighton 2-0, so they're now, they now feel like they've got a sniff of, of some sort of survival. Does that play into our hands, though, because it means they've got to start playing? Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I'm not particularly worried about any of the four we've got left. I think, I think the only one that's... You know, at this stage of the season, you don't want to be playing teams who have still got a lot riding on it. And 
the only team Liverpool have got left really who've got something riding on it will be a Cardiff because I think New, Newcastle will be safe uh, not too worried about going there and then you know Huddersfield you know, and, you know, and Wolves you, you know, they're, you know, they're already planning the bus route for yeah, the next season yeah. though, but it, if Liverpool beat Cardiff on Sunday and, and they, they beat them well then by the time Newcastle comes around that's Newcastle. That's a favour done for them, isn't yeah. it? They're only relying on on Cardiff. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I, I know Cardiff can be a handful, can't they? You know, they, they they nearly beat Chelsea a few weeks ago. Although I saw some of that, and Chelsea were absolutely terrible until a couple of decisions yeah. went went their way late on. Um, so, I mean, the the only thing that could possibly let Liverpool down at the weekend would be complacency, not, complacency, possibly, yeah. yeah, and also not being able to deal with set pieces. You know, I think yeah. Klopp talked about that today about. You know, Cardiff are quite physical. They're quite direct. You know, they'll... Rondon's a dangerous player. There's no doubt about it. They have got a couple. The, um... of... Sorry, not Rondon. Cat uh, is a cat. Who's their forward? They've got a, a lad whose name I can't pronounce. Cavaliassi or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, they will sling balls into the box yeah. and they yeah. will try and bully Liverpool. But you know, it's been so, you know, touch. With... How long ago has it been since we've even had to talk about? Liverpool getting bullied or yeah. not been able to handle balls into the box. They're just or, a different outfit entirely. Aren't yeah, they? and and attitude. I mean, you know, I can't even think of this season having to like question the attitude of this team, because you know, time and time again they've dug deep, even when they have been under the caution, and found a way to win. And you know, I expect them to. You know, and, and I think you're right as well. It, it probably helps a little bit the fact that Cardiff have to go for it. You know that that, that you know they they will have, they will have to leave space and then. You know, we saw the other night in Porto how lethal this team are in the counter attack, especially yeah. with the front three in this kind of form. Do you think that? Um, do you think that with the with the re inclusion of Joe Gomez, do you think Matip's going to see out the last four games of the season? I mean, he's done a good job, hasn't he? He's done well alongside, but obviously there is that feeling of if every, if, if if you were going to as a manager, if you're going to target any of that back four, you'd probably say try and keep the ball Matip's side of the pitch rather than Van Dijk's. Of course, I, I don't. I think he'll see out the games now. I think he, there's no reason why not. He's been. Fair play to him. He's been exceptional. Yeah. I, I I had yeah. major doubts about Matty. I thought he was by far the weakest of the four. Um, I still think he is probably the weakest of the four, but he's been in great form. He's he's defending really well. He seems to have cut out some of the little lapses that he's had and, and he doesn't seem to dribble in silly places with the ball in I there. absolutely love the dribbles he did it's just that the problem was you could actually it was like George Formby in one of his films going hey <laughs> you didn't really know where it was going to end I don't think he knows where, where no, those no. runs are going to end oh himself. blimey a bitch another one uh, but, it, but it, you know if, if he had the end results some of them were fantastic weren't he yeah. but saying that Gomez looked fit when he came on the other day he looked yeah, strong he didn't, he didn't look Rusty in any way, so you you do never know. But I, I don't yeah. see there any point in fiddling with that defence now. No, I I think Matip deserves to keep his place. Yeah. I think he's been been. He's surprised. It would be it would be a shame. It would be a sort of. No, I wouldn't yeah. say disrespectful, but it would be very disappointing, wouldn't it, for him? Yeah, yeah. And I th- I think you look at the way you the way the way that Klopp kind of operates. I I don't I don't I don't see him changing that. I think no. I think he'll he'll want to repay Matip for the performances that he's given him. Um, you know, no need to to bring back you know, Lovren again, missing midweek through illness. You know, he, he, he's so stop start, isn't he, Lovren? Yeah. In terms of you, can, you know, you, you can't count on him because he just seems to pick up these these issues. And um, yeah, and I, I wonder whether we might just see Gomez in that kind of role as you know, giving Trent a breather at times in games in the in the running. You know, he's a fantastic option to have Joe Gomez, but. Yeah, I just think it would probably send a bit of the wrong message at the moment not to keep yeah. playing Matic because yeah. I think he's been that good. It's a steady ship, isn't it? And yeah. There'd be no real reason to try and st- you know make it yeah. unsteady. Why, why, why mess with what has been a, a successful partnership? All right, well, let's talk about the, the the proposition of another 
European Cup final. Obviously, we were there last year. We've got Barcelona to come. I mean, it took United apart, but that's that's United. They ain't the United that we that, that we see we saw for a long time. They ain't the stability of that United that are very very dodgy back four. What did you see from that game, Joe? That that, that we can take into it because we are at that situation where we're, where I I find it almost inconceivable that we will get beat. It's 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 a funny one. But where do you see? Obviously, we know where the strengths lie. Yeah, we know where the we know with that front line. We know what Messi can do given the room. There were also a few chances United had early on there, Rashford had. So there are frailties at the back, do you not think? Yeah, they're a top-heavy team, aren't they, Barcelona? They've got excellent players up top, but the the defence is definitely frail. And, and yeah, United caught them cold early doors and had a couple of early chances. And and if you think about it, they weren't doing too badly United until they made a mistake at the back. And they get Ashley Young basically gifted the ball to Messi, who then embarrassed Jones and, and scored. So, I mean... I just think Liverpool would just do such a better job. Yeah. You can imagine them going to the... I feel, feel it's, it's going to be a tighter performance. Yeah, and, and not making those silly errors and then just being a threat on the break. And the thing about a team like Barcelona is they're not going to... They're not... Maybe I'm doing them an injustice, but they're not going to have a plan to play Liverpool. They are, they're going to get the ball. They're going to try and play. They're going to commit players forward. The two full-backs go, don't they? Alba basically plays so far up the pitch. And there's going to be space for Liverpool to get in behind and, and exploit them. So you could just see Liverpool scoring there, getting a decent result there. Even even the losing in the Camp Nou 2-1 yeah. and then coming back to Anfield. Yeah. And yeah, I, I've just got... It feels like the right sort of game for Liverpool. I think Ajax or Tottenham might be even trickier. Whereas I think this... This yeah. tie feels like and the right it, sort of game. And it just feels like we're on, momentum-wise, yeah. we're, we're at a really good time, James. Yeah. And also... you. I can't wait for it because you want to see this Liverpool team test itself against the absolute best. And you know, it's been was it been twelve years since we even played at the New Camp, and um, you know, obviously happy memories from from that particular night. And yeah, Liverpool's record against Barca is actually pretty decent. Pretty decent um, yeah. yeah, I agree with Joe. I think style wise, I think Liverpool match up pretty well against them. I think um, you know for Van Dijk, you know the ultimate test with what he's going to have flying at him that night. But you know he. You know, the best we're going to see the best defender in world football up against you know the best attacking player. Of it's his going to be interesting to see what Fabinho because I think Messi, if if you man mark Messi as much as you can, you're trying to keep him quiet. I think I think it can be done with the right kind of player, and and if you take a lot of his, yeah. his skill out the game, then you, think, you you're nullifying a lot of yeah, Barcelona. I think concentration is a massive thing in yeah. it because you just think with, with with Messi, you know, sometimes you watch him and he, he can almost seem like he. I don't think he's quite as devastating as he as he was maybe two or three years ago, but he goes through games where he, you don't necessarily see him for ten or fifteen minutes, and then suddenly, you know, there'll be a loose ball, there'll be a loose pass, someone will make a mistake, and then he's on it. Just turn and, then, yeah. and just, you know, I mean, his two goal, his two goals uh, against United, I didn't realise to look at look at the back one, left foot, right foot, I didn't realise. Yeah, so, right. so that so his first goal was an absolute gem. De Gea had a, had a, had, a, had an absolute mare with a second goal, but it was still a hefty strike with his other foot. Yeah, and I mean his numbers are just absolutely ridiculous. Aren't they? I was looking at it yesterday, and because he's, he's got forty five this season, and then it's like when you go back, and it was forty four. He's got sixty three one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fifty four another, another year. Like it, it is, you know. And he, I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing him at Anfield as well. I think it's testimony yeah. to how far we're doing as well. I mean, these are the rewards, aren't they? These are the rewards we get. For for supporting a team that are doing as well as we're doing and are playing as well as we are, you get to see Messi. Yeah, yeah. you get to see Messi and Suarez and and Coutinho again on an incredible side. And I'm glad of that because, I, like you say, I'm 
I want to see Messi at Anfield. We've seen him once, haven't we, when he was a teenager, but it would have been a real shame for this Messi not to have played yeah. against Liverpool before he retired and, and, and this is the opportunity and, and here's the reward you get. Yeah. You look at City now, you think City were going for those four and, you know, I, I think we were all looking at them thinking, God, you'd love to have been in their position. But they, I think they'd kill to be in Liverpool's position now. Yeah, they'd absolutely swap, swap with us. Oh, 100%. I mean, and you know the owners because, do because, yeah. because the Champions League is their, is their and goal. They and they want the big one, don't they? And I, not, never in my lifetime have Liverpool competed for the two big ones in the same season. And now they're not just competing for them, they're in with a hell of a yeah. shot. You've got to go back, 1984 was the yeah. last time Liverpool found themselves in this yeah. position, weren't they? You know, this close to winning the league and in the semi-finals of the, the Champions League. And then also... The other thing I was thinking of was when you think the last one when Real Madrid came to Anfield, what was that five years ago? Yeah, the, the, you know that was like, oh my God, we're playing Real Madrid, and you know the, the golf that night was just embarrassing, wasn't yeah. it? You know, they, they took Liverpool apart, yeah, joints, and they basically declared in the second half. Mm. You know, like it was it was three nil. Mm. You know, you had Balotelli swapping, swapping shirts, shirts at half, at half time. time. Yeah, Disgraceful, you as well, that. didn't you? <laughs> and then, and, and and in the end, it was almost. I remember, like Rogers afterwards, it was almost like, oh well, you know, what you expect? Yeah, we, yeah. You know, we, we kept it respectable yeah. second half, and that was where Liverpool were at. Yet now, you know, five years down the line, we're talking about Barcelona coming to Anfield with one of the best players that's ever played the game, Coutinho, Suarez, all the rest of it. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, actually quite fancy our chances here. Well, there's a great bit of footage as well. I'd love to try and get it back, but if you get a chance again, check out your social media. There's a great bit of footage before the group stages were announced, which was a Spanish TV reporter no, yeah, outside yeah. one of the grounds, or it was New Camp or about, basically saying none of the Spanish teams want to go anywhere near Liverpool. Liverpool are the club that the European clubs are feared more than any other club. And, uh, and that rings true now, even more so after we've just, you know, put another six past Porto. Um, and uh, and particularly Ford in the home ground when they hadn't been beaten here for quite a while, the shockwaves reverberate, don't they? That's that that's why those performances are so, are so important. So uh, there's going to be a lot of Barcelona fans absolutely do not want to face Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, know, you only have to look at what Liverpool did in the Allianz. You know, not that long ago. You know, people said then, oh, it's a fading force by Munich or whatever. And then and then since then, Bayern have absolutely demolished mm. Dortmund, who are their title rivals. And yeah, I think. You're right. It does. Those those wins do reverberate around Europe. I think it's easy to be a bit too blasé about it because you know just absolutely thrashed Porto six one in aggregate. You know, Champions League quarter seven nil last year and six one. <laughs> Thirteen goals in two seasons. Yeah, Champions League quarterfinals are not supposed to be that that one sided. And <laughs> you know, and you think about what Liverpool did to Man City last season, Roma in the first leg of the semi final. You know that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised that people in Spain are looking at it, and you know because Barcelona will not get, they will not face a team. You know, James Milner actually said exactly that when he stopped to do interviews the other night. He said, he said, all right, you know, we know that they're an unbelievable team, world class players. He said, but I don't think Barcelona have to face too many teams like Liverpool. Absolutely. And I think yeah, the, the intensity that Liverpool mm. can play at, the way in which they they hassle and harass those Barcelona players. You know, they're very much Barcelona are used to. Teams saying, you know, you can have the ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll just try and stop you scoring. And yeah, Liverpool aren't going to let Barcelona have 70, 75% of the ball. And, and you know, their bat line are going to be under in, intense pressure. And yeah, it's just going to be two absolutely brilliant games. And um, I mean, 
we can spoil, haven't we, for great away trips of, of late. And this, this Barcelona one's going to be <coughs> absolutely one to right to, up there. Another one to add to the list. Not so long ago, we were getting beaten the last seconds by uh, an insignia goal at Napoli, mate. It seems the, there's, there's, the, it falls back to that Liverpool way of winning. It's like the machine. It's like the Germans in the World Cup tournaments where they, they'll stumble a few times, yeah. but they'll just get there. They'll just, you know, it's like a, a, a well-oiled machine. They'll just slip a gear. And that's what Liverpool have done. Klopp's teams seem to be built to last, don't they? They, they, they get better as the that's season goes on. That's technique, whatever it's called. <laughs> and and they, they get better as the season goes on. They now look, they look so much fitter than every other team they play. Yeah. And, and people just can't handle them. And they've got a good squad now with players back. And, you know, it's funny with um, old Raymond the Egg used to take the mick out of Liverpool and say that Klopp's methods will, will um, you know, punish them out late in the season. And, 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 that, and he's gone quiet, hasn't he? And, and, and because... It clops teams just every single time they seem to reach the end of the season, full steam. So, you know, I, I, I think Barcelona will be taken by surprise. If they don't do their homework, they could be in for a real shock. They're not going to want to play, that's for sure. Well, thanks very much, guys. You've come to the end of it. Uh, there will be a couple of pods to go anyway before the end of the season, or certainly one. Uh, so we'll know either way what, how that goes. I just want to share some with you. My son, Connor, and his team, Rainford Real. <laughs> they're all called. They're all called something like like host, uh, you know, Heighton Barca and all that. <laughs> that. Uh, they won the league. They won the uh, the Warrington Junior Football League Under Twelve Division Three with two games left to spare. They scored eighty two goals with a goal difference of plus sixty five, uh, and they won sixteen. They only lost one. Oh. So wait, there's there's your little yeah. there's your little little omen little omen for, for the <laughs> they lost one. So well done to Connor and everyone Rainford uh, Real as well. And long may continue and let's hope we do the same. Uh, we push forward uh, Cardiff next on Sunday and uh, let's just enjoy the incredible ride. Thanks for listening. As always, I always say thanks for listening online wherever you are all over the world and also listen to all the Blood Red podcasts as well and Alain Le Rouge. Uh, long may continue up the Reds. This has been Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitz, James Pierce, and Joe Rimmer. Listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.